0: Welcome to the Didi and Latal show. Advice, thoughts, and stories from a married couple on cybersecurity, technology, and life in general. Now, here are your hosts, Didi and Latal.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Didi and Latal show. It's another week. Hi, Didi. How's the Bruins doing? The
2: Bruins are... Playoffs? Playoffs. They they were up 3-1, but now they're uh, up 3-2 versus sending uh, the Panthers home. But...
1: Game of the series is today?
2: No, 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 no. No? no. Hopefully it's the last game of the series Uh, because if they win. But if not, it's going to be a game seven and we know that... That's not a good sign. That's not a good sign. Also, I discovered that uh, loser Maple Leafs fans, yes, I... If you're listening to the podcast, you know who I'm talking about. Basically, every single one of them called me over this weekend, over this week, because the Maple Leafs came back from being down 4 1. They said, Oh, this is how it feels like. And I said, Yes. But don't worry, you'll find a way to choke this series too. And they did last night. So, hockey's playoffs are very much on. Celtics took care of the Hawks. Bill Belichick traded down and drafted another bum. Just So things are... Life is usual. Li- life is as usual. By the way, somebody in my run this morning called himself a Jersey uh, Pats fan. And I was wondering, does Bill Belichick have relatives in Jersey? Because I think these are
0: the only Pats fans left.
1: For sure, across the border yes. <laughs> of Massachusetts.
0: Great. Well, pardon for the interruption. Bill Belichick famously drafts anyone who graduates from Rutgers yes. in New Jersey... And is good friends with John Bon Jovi, yes. a New wow, Jersey yeah. rocker. So there you go. Yeah. Oh, maybe maybe it was Bon Jovi. So John, I really
2: appreciate your music. Trust me, it helped me go through very dark times in my life. Although, and
1: still, you like pedal to it. Oh, I I, I
2: I love uh, "Living on a Prayer." I, I think while
1: riding your peloton.
2: Yes, "Living on a Prayer" is an awesome song. It used to be played in the third quarter in when the Pats were up. But since a certain guy now lives in Florida, they're never up in the third quarter, so.
1: <laughs> All right. And, um, and
2: by the way, they're going to even lose to the Jets. Yes. Thank love
1: you. Bon Jovi. And he's a guy that always looks like he's, he's still awesome. in his 30s. Yes. Like, seriously. Yes. Wow. He, he ages so well. Him and Sting. Him and Sting. Wow. Uh, amazing. Yeah. Okay. Well, we recently had a female CISO on a podcast. Kayla, thanks for coming. And coming out of RSA Conference, uh, we felt like we need to bring this topic of diversity in general and gender diversity in the security industry. We both care about it. Uh, We have a lot to say about recruiting, promotion. Uh, I read... A bunch of people on LinkedIn saying that walking the show floor and going into events this week felt like a room full of white male dudes, which is true. I was yep. in a few events that if I wasn't the only female, I was one of a few and we kind of like huddled together to feel maybe safe. Uh, I feel safe in those events, but Yeah.
2: That's the Israeli part of you.
1: Uh, Maybe. I think there is still a very serious problem of lack of diversity, and I think it's not well handled. And I would love for us to find a way to bring more female to different roles in cybersecurity on the vendor side and, most importantly, on the practitioner's side, because I think this is where you have even less. Uh, I mean, you go on the show floor, There's a lot of us in marketing and sales, um, maybe less in sales, more in marketing, which, yes, that's like, I, I recruit a lot of great female talent. I would like to see it in other roles in the vendor side. I also would love to see more on the practitioner side. So, let's unpack it. What do we think how we can handle it better? I have some thoughts. I know that you have some thoughts about it.
2: Yes. So, the way to handle it, do I'll say like everything else I do, you handle it. You need to grow a pair? Sorry for the bad analogy here. <laughs> and, and and if you and don't
1: have a pair, you you you're still fine.
2: Yes, yes but uh, i'm talking about the male that own part of the recruiting process they need to grow up here make the decision don't color don't whitewash it don't don't make excuses just do it and here so
1: you're saying first male hiring managers make, bring make it make a decision that you're bringing female employees that's yes, what you're saying yes
2: make the decision and don't tokenize it Please don't tokenize it because one of the biggest problems is the tokenism. That you hire somebody which is wrong for the job, wrong for everything, just to check a fill box. Fill
1: up the box. Uh, J- just to check the box. the box.
2: So <laughs> don't tokenize it. The, 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 the way to, to solve this problem, at least, the, well, I, I can't say it for everybody. I'm saying what Dennis and I did to solve a lot of this problem was first be matrix-based. Stop with the biases. If you think you you don't have biases, you're full Everybody of shit. Everybody has. Everybody of course, has biases no matter
1: what your gender you, is.
2: Exactly. You you you're, you're full of shit. You have biases. Don't if you want to to hire without biases, hire based on metrics. Sales are metrics driven. Engineering is metrics driven. Give tests. So, he, here's an example of how I think you should hire a sales person. And it doesn't matter if it's man or woman. And this is a metrics-based approach. You ask them to bring you at least two or three of their current customer from their current space and talk and pitch the product to them and have a conversation about this. If they can't do this, if they can't show this, if they can't deal with this as kind of a person, doesn't matter. Then it doesn't matter if they have the gear, they don't have the gear. It's an empirical problem to solve. If you hire a marketeer, ask them to write something. If they can't write, they're not good. If you hire an engineer, you ask them to code. Make sure that there's a practical aspect of that.
1: And it's not just you chatting uh, on an interview. And
2: and I'll give you an example. I want to abstract this so nobody can trace it back, but... In a big one of my parts of my career, I brought a lady candidate that I had a lot of faith in. And I brought her to talk to the team. And back then, we have established processes of the Java test that Dennis talked about and a few other things. We had established processes of testing. And I come back and ask the people that interviewed her, what do you think? And one says, I h- think she'll have a problem with the work-life balance. I told him, dude, I didn't ask you about her personality, her work-life balance. I have HR to deal with this. This is not your job. How do you think she'll qualify for the job? How does she code in Java? And he says, I don't know. I said, then you didn't do your job. Mm-hmm. And I said, why do you talk to her about work-life balance? That's not your job to do. You're there to be a professional evaluator. And that highlighted of the, the, the challenge I said, would you have talked to
1: uh, ask him about uh, his, his work-life balance? I, I think there is. It's so important to have this uh, um, less biased ways of evaluating candidates, like tests or, or homework or whatever. Also, because of the tendency of you know, it less female will bullshit away in an interview, maybe some of us it's will, not... some of us will. But we, we've talked about the the, the BS uh, aspects it's... of it, and at the same time, also having this imposter syndrome of, oh, I'm applying for this job with all those this list of qualification, and I'm not sure that I I have point. Three, five, and seven actually completely kind of covered. So women come with some insecurities about it. And I've seen most men, they're fine with that. I've, that they I've will.
2: never read a job description of a job I apply to. There never, ever.
1: And I'm like, when I read a job description, all I think is like... Hmm, how do I explain that? I don't really... I never did number three, but I understand it. And I. that's all I'm thinking. So I come insecure into the, me, the interview. they're
2: lucky to have me.
1: Yeah.
2: I have arrived. They're lucky to have me.
1: So uh, but I think...
2: Uh, but I think I'm a little bit on the...
1: Yeah, the, 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 the uh, far right uh, part of the spectrum. But I do think that men have a more holistic view of themselves and they question themselves less than female. I don't know if it's the way we're being brought up or or it's a natural difference but yes research shows that women suffer more from impost men have impostor syndrome let's not say it but that they don't but I don't you don't but as we said we are, you are an extreme so uh, uh, in general actually it's not just also male and female because also research shows that in in various way minorities sometimes have more yep. importance or are more aware of things. They don't have, if you're not coming from an Ivy League school, if you're not having this degree. We talked with Kayla a few weeks ago and she talked about completely removing all those college degree or certification needs from the job descriptions because it does distract, uh, make people that are have different backgrounds, not apply because they say, oh, I don't have this very expensive certification. I did not have the time to even invest in uh, uh, doing it because I had to do Work, you know, some of those certifications it means you take time off two months and learn for them. Some people cannot afford it, so I think there's also the focusing in what is the actual thing you need to deliver in the job and test for that and forget about you know talking to people that might be a little bit insecure. Yes, it's 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 natural, right?
2: Yep, The, the like you know, my focus is on two things and two things only, and that's my only hiring criteria for every position smart. Get shit done. Everything else doesn't matter. The other interesting aspect, we were discussing confidence. And I don't know if you know when we talk about BS, truth, not truth. Do you know what is the definition of truth in the Catholic Church? This is a funny
1: thing. Being Jewish, I'm not sure uh, that I know.
2: If the Pope said that, it's God's truth. So that, that is the definition of the truth.
1: Okay. So,
2: so from my perception...
1: I said it. It's it's right. You're not the pope.
2: True, but I am Polish. <laughs> some in some parts. Oh, I think the one the one that that is not Polish, I think is German, which is the other side. So I'm still cool.
1: Okay. Uh, <laughs> 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 I I want to talk though. Uh, we we talked a lot about hiring and so, but here this point about work-life balance. Women go on maternity leave. So, Women need this, and I think. This is where we see that, you know, when the having kids, bringing up kids come into the discussion, when you're usually in your mid-career, how much do I need to lean in? How much it's time to slow down my career? Maybe I take a few years off. This is something that I think is an important topic. It's controversial. I have strong opinions about it, and, and I think... Women should consider it. The pandemic was devastating point in time for many women's career. It was also good in a sense that now we kind working of normalize working from home and remote work or, or hybrid. So I think there is a lot of there are a lot of new opportunities now. But let's unpack. I mean, there is a real issue, and. I have my employees, female employees in different stages of their lives. I have male employees in different stages of their lives. Some have new babies. Some just ready to get married. Some uh, already have grown up kids. There are stages in life and career doesn't always fit and We need to think and plan for it. Uh, That's how I treated my own career. I still treat it. Uh, I have probably a perspective of 20 years of like starting as a junior and kind of like never stopping even when we had kids and we had three kids in two years. So there have been challenges, but I I don't regret anything. And I think we want to
0: help. The GD and Lattell show will return in a moment. The Didi and Latal Show is sponsored by ORT. In today's world, identities are the perimeter protecting the organization and are the most exploited vector by attackers. If your security teams are struggling to maintain control of identity management tools, ORT can help. ORT offers a centralized platform for discovering, monitoring, assessing, and remediating identity threats to your business. While most security platforms can take weeks or months to start identifying and remediating risks, with ORT, your security teams can get started in as little as 30 minutes and start securing the identity perimeter immediately. ORT will surface the most critical vulnerabilities and give your security teams the recommended action steps. Start your trial today at ORT.io. That's O O R T.io. The DD and Latal Show is sponsored by Hunters. Hunters is a SaaS platform purpose-built for security operation teams, providing unlimited data ingestion and normalization at a predictable cost. Hunters helps SOC teams mitigate real threats faster and more reliably than Sim. Visit Hunters.ai to learn more.
1: So I'll let you first talk about it and let's the topic.
0: So I grew up with,
2: I don't know, my, maybe my parents were a little bit ahead of the times. As you know, the, the number one career in my family was my mom, not my dad.
1: So your dad is an OBGYN? Was.
2: Was. Was an OBGYN. A surgeon, a surgeon. A
1: surgeon. And your mom, nowadays she is a Supreme, co- she she's she's a supreme, supreme Court, Court judge. judge. At the days she was?
2: She was an ADA, an assistant district attorney. And uh, my grandma basically said, "Get a nanny. She'll cost more than you, you make." Because she was my mom was a civil servant, so civil servants make shit. And she said, "It will eventually pay the, off." Eventually, pay off. Yeah. And it it did. So I, you grew
1: up with some nannies, still I, parents around, of course, but yes,
2: yes, still parents around, still grandparents around. But if you think of us growing up. In our day and age, w- in my in the second grade, I walked home from school with a keychain and opened my the door of my house, and I had lunch in the fridge, which I stuck into a microwave and heated up. And well, in theory, you survived. I, of course, I survived. In theory, <laughs> it's. It, it, it's I, in theory, I was supposed to do my homework, but as you know, I didn't. I used to walk over to Shlomi's and we used to go around and run around and do whatever we wanted.
1: Later, you went surfing,
2: skipped, we surfing school.
1: skipped school. Your uh, mom didn't come to speak to the teacher well, when she that, called that, well, well,
2: That was even more funny because my mom basically said, I went to enough years of school, you deal with him. Why do you think I can deal with him? So things were a little bit different growing up in the '80s in Tel Aviv, but I, I think the the career first parent, if you care about diversity, moms need to give examples because when you off road, it's really back to go back, but when you on off ramp, it's really hard to on ramp, and when you come in, there's an expectation, and those and there will be questions. The other thing that I do believe in is don't ask those questions. Don't put this in in the interview part, the on-ramping, the off-ramping. See if somebody's qualified to do their job. Focus less on the past. Focus more on what's possible to be done. Mm -hmm. And the other aspect is apply positive pressure on your channels of hiring. I know that I'm reversing back into the how do you get – to hire,
1: we'll get back. So, so keep this because I don't want. I I want to stay for a second on topic, okay. which is rare <laughs> when we talk. And and I want to bring my perspective. I one hundred percent agree with the approach of planning, planning for having kids, planning on how you're going to handle it. And yes, my female and also male friends. You know, first male friends give support to your spouse make I sure accept
2: accept that sometimes she'll be more successful than you are I, I i mean
1: i hope you you would like it to be that way i mean and and by the way for you uh women out there before you get married if you really care about your career when you date date a guy that cares about his partner's career want her to succeed support her if you don't want to be a stay at home mom don't marry a guy that wants to marry a stay-at-home mom. He wants to marry a career woman. Like check, like check that your values match. I think marrying a person that will be a partner in parenting and career growth is one of the most important things is it time you can do. To,
2: is it time for me to toot my own horn about when when the kids were, when the twins were at a certain age, I said, Now I'm kicking you out of the house. You need to go back to a job. So your brain evolves back.
1: Yeah. I mean, when I was on maternity leave and in Israel, you get great maternity leave. It's a little bit longer. We had twins and they were premature born. So I got extra time. But um, after a while, Didi was like, okay, enough is enough.
2: You're becoming stupid.
1: And yeah. So, yes, I still felt like the babies need me. I'm still tired but gradually i walked back into my position it wasn't easy guys like i pumped like crazy in the bathroom let's say it's like uh, you need to deal with a lot it's physically mentally like you're torn you're coming back to i was at the time at png i was an innovation scout looking for startups in the israeli ecosystem this global CEO of P&G was visiting and we had to prepare his visit. And I was just back from maternity leave, as I said, carrying a um, backpack with breast pump to keep on feeding very hungry, premature-born. Yes. Very, very
2: hungry still is very, a place to run.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I did it. It was hard. We had full support of a nanny It cost us more than my income. But at the end of the day, long term, when I think about it, you know, there are those tough 10 years um, of your kids, you know, being, you know, not on free public schools. I mean, if you are into the public schools, like going into nanny, daycare, all these things that are very expensive. So yes, you're paying for that. But if you think about it, you still keep your brain working. You are engaged. You don't have a big gap. The industry is still moving with you and you're not behind and need to catch up after this 10 years. You can decide if you want to work from home, do a hybrid, work something with your partner that he will take some time. Do these things if you are close to the grandparents. Do the thing that one grandparent support you one afternoon, and uh, yeah, if you do whatever you can. It takes a village to have a career and bring up kids, but I want to say it's about. 10 tough years. And those 10 years are very, very, very critical if you want to go then to the C-suite. If you miss this 10 years of your 30s, in general, this is prime time. Unfortunately, yes, you can co- go back, and I'm not saying if you choose to be with your kids, if you're, uh, we're privileged to have this. Not everybody has the privilege of being able to pay for daycare and everything but even if you feel it's like you don't have one dime left after paying for all all the nanny support and daycare and stuff I think it's still in the long run worth it in your career worth it you will see the growth you will see then you will see all the benefits of your kids seeing you as you know career leader in the house so yeah and you know talk to me. I'm passionate about it. I'm passionate about helping people figure out how it's possible. I think there are ways to do it. I think this is the area when we need most, even more than the recruiting. I know that you'll be back in a second talking about recruiting, which is fine. I don't think we have such an issue in the junior level. I think it's mid-management and then jumping from management into the C-suite that the problem is is and i think part of it and and i have to say moving also from israel where the economic situation forces women to stay in the game cuz basically without having uh, a family of two jobs uh, a two income family you'll be really back the, the cost of living is so high so everybody is staying also people live close to the grandparents it's more kind of like The village is closer. You have Uh, a support system. uh, I
2: think for Israel, the more important aspect is actually the acceptance. Even though it's a very army-based, military society. Yeah, but female
1: women are in uh, the military, so it's normalized.
2: Even with all that, I think... I've seen less people ask about work-life balance and doesn't she want to stay home with the kids. These questions I've almost never They never
1: because you see all, all those women working around. And here I've seen so many bright women, you know, master's feel, degree, PhDs. They, feel, they feel are, are guilty. invested so much in their career.
2: And feel and, guilty about having a job.
1: Yeah. Or they feel like the expectation is you stay with your kids and then... Everything you invested, and you end up just volunteering as a PTO mom, wh- yeah. which is fine if this is what you want to do. But we're here f- to help those that want to keep their career. Please, cupcakes and uh, you know oh, all those things oh, that are great. No, if I have the time not, to create no, 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 cupcakes, no, no no no, um, no, no,
2: no, 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 they're not great. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I think this is it. so. Nico and I had a very fun discussion about this. This is stupidity of keeping the past as the past and a way to keep the past. A long time ago, a million years ago, a cake was a product of luxury. If you took the materials and created a cake, the uplift between material to cake was huge because people lived in farms. So all those stupid bake sales and all these things that they do, which are stupid, and I'll say it again, they're stupid, used to work in an economy where the, the lift between material the product was 500%. Right now, you sell it at a loss compared to the materials that you of spend. Of course, because it, your
1: time is worth more than forget that. Forget the time.
2: Just the materials you buy at Whole Foods make the cake 10 times more expensive to make than the price that you will actually sell. Nobody will buy a $200 cake. If you buy flour, eggs, and whatever you buy at Whole Foods, that's 50 bucks, ju- just as a starting time. The, the electricity and everything else now you're at
1: and the alternative cost of your time baking it so so let's all say all you, all you
2: annoying parents stop bugging me about useless fetch a rock exercises, start a fund me fund, fund the school with a fund me fund go fund st- me and and exactly and watch the 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 South Park episode about go fund me you'd love it with Cartman
1: so. If the school need funds, let's kid. give them money. Forget about the bake sale. Get get your goodies from your favorite shop and and please keep you have a PhD. If you went to, you know, college, go and do something. There's so much brain power that is being lost for uh, and also staying the, at home and doing uh,
2: PTO meetings. And last but not least, because we are gonna run out of time. You I, wanted to
1: bring the recruiting parts. The recruiting part.
2: parts. Recruiters do the least friction possible.
1: They, they want to get uh, get paid. Exactly. So bring you a candidate uh, and, 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 and sorry, move Elle, on.
2: And sorry, Elle, we'd love to have you on, on, our, on our session. But recruiters don't, they, they, they are a business. You need to apply to them an incentive program or both positive and negative about making sure. Are that you
1: giving them a bigger commission if they're bringing you the no, right I, I female just, candidate?
2: I just stopped talking to them after they don't bring me fifty percent, but pipeline.
1: Fifty percent of women in the pipeline.
2: L- last I checked, it, in the population when I go out, fifty-fifty. Yeah. The pipeline i are expecting to be fifty-fifty. They'll tell me that it's a one in ten, and I said, "BS." You just need to look.
1: Okay, so ask your recruiter for more female. I think it it is a tough topic. We can talk more about, you know, how to make sure female are promoted from mid-management to top management. I think that's another topic, and we can spend a full episode about it. I want women that are in this path in their career, in this point, they get married, they want to have kids, they just had kids, they're not sure about yeah, what to do and whether they should go back, whether they should take longer maternity leave, whether they should completely drop it. Talk to us. We can help with some ideas.
2: And don't forget, we have opinions.
1: We have opinions, maybe too much of them. But yeah, we're not going to sugarcoat it. We think you need to stay in the market. Don't leave. And the pandemic did huge, huge damage to so many women that had to homeschool their kids. Thank goodness we don't need to homeschool our kids anymore. There are teachers to do it unless you really want it. Uh, I don't know. But I I assume if you had a career, homeschooling is not necessarily what you want to do. So don't (laughs) put your kids in school. They'll be fine. Uh, They'll be okay. And they'll see what awesome mom they have. Uh, I I think... Our kids are fine. And I'll Maybe qu- not perfect. Nobody's perfect.
2: And I'll quote We'll pay pa- for
1: the therapy if they need one. And
2: I'll quote Paul Simon <laughs> that said, when I think back of all the crap I learned at high school, it's a wonder I can think at all. So schooling is overrated. Schooling is a place to, a school is a, a place to stick the kids for 12 years until they get to a place where they can actually learn something.
1: And I, I want to finish by just telling that. So a week ago, we had time off and we were hiking in Sedona and Grand Canyon. And, and we we had an awesome hiking guide. Her name is Janelle. She made me think about how strong women are and how inspiring they are. She is the most resourceful person I have ever seen. She speaks more than ten languages from places that she visited, and the, she picked up the language. She was in Tibet and Nepal and and Africa and so many places. She's gonna spend a few months in the Middle East in Jordan now, and she's picking up now Arabic and like learning. She is Ahlen. traveling the world. She will tour guide in places she never been to. She just. Studies up. ahead of time. She studies ahead of time, learns everything about the place. Prepare. I was like humbled by the knowledge, and that made me think. Like she has all the capabilities to be a CEO, right? She she like thinks about the scenarios. She can do so many things. There's so many women like her. I'm not saying she, what she's doing is the best thing for her. She enjoys every minute. So. Janelle, don't become a CEO, it's not what I'm saying, but she just made me think of how much people don't appreciate those soft skills, the grit, the smartness, the ability to handle the situation that a lot of females have. All the skills that she has are like the perfect skills for a CEO. She can handle new situations she's never been to with other people that she need to blindly lead. She told us so many stories of being stuck in like weird situations, extreme weather while backpacking. And, and wow, I, I was really humbled. Uh, so I want to tell everyone: you have a Janelle in you. Like, so many females that I see around can do more than they think they could. So, go get it out and like explore it. Either while hiking and traveling the world, or traveling corporate life. Whatever works for you. Cool. Awesome.
2: I think we're good for today. I think we can get off our (laughs) soapboxes.
1: sounds good. Well, thank you for listening. The Didi and Lethal show is a weekly podcast. Find us and rate us wherever you get your podcast. If you want to be on our show, please reach out to Didi and I. Until next time. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, and get an
2: Hawaiian shirt. Summer is
1: here. It's time. It's time. Thank you.